Welcome to Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. Hey everyone, Mike Vogel here for Break the Ice. We are in Montreal and we've got another victim slash guest. Uh, his name is Evgeny Kuznetsov. He's directly across the table from me here. And um, fresh back from a weekend in Las Vegas for the 2022 NHL All-Star um, game. And your second trip, Kuz, to the uh, to the NHL All-Star game. Nashville the first time, Vegas the second time. A couple of pretty good cities, I would think, for, for that sort of thing. What were your... Um, what was the biggest difference for you, uh, your second time going to the game compared to the first? Uh, I don't know. Nashville is it's not a great city for me, <laughs> so I'm not a country person, you know, and country music. And for me, it was kind of not a lot to do over there. But you know, the first all star was uh, a little nervous, right, and didn't know what to say and what should I do, you know. But the second one, it was a. Uh, I felt much more comfortable, you know. I really enjoyed three days there, and and you know, great group of people, and I met some new players and people. And same time, you know, I had the rest, you know. My family was in Florida, so it was very important for me to, you know, to regroup a little bit and and stay mentally fresh. Did you do anything fun away from the game? We saw everything you did on the ice on on Friday and Saturday. Were you able to connect with some guys away from the rink and enjoy yourselves, uh, have dinner and that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time with the Kirill Kaprizov and his mm-hmm. his parents was there. So, you know, first couple of days is just a simple dinner, and then we got back to the hotel. We watched some Olympic games, and and like we were really you know, pushing for the sleep in that vacation, you know. <laughs> uh, not a lot of people do get a lot of sleep in Vegas, but, you know, we did. And, and after the game, we we got to the dinner and then we went to the boxing match, you know. There was uh, four fights we watched and, and, you know, just a little bit, uh, you know, stay off the hockey and, and regroup and it was that was a lot of fun. What was your experience like with Kirill and, and um, how would you characterize that relationship between younger Russian players coming into the league and guys like yourself who've been around for several years? And, and how was it when you came into the league seeing guys around the league who, who you knew from a yeah, kid? No, we, we have a special relationship, you know. We, we're not very tight friends, right? We're going to text each other every day. But, you know, when we see each other, we always spend a lot of time. And, and I feel like he's a, he's a great player and, and great person. But the things that uh, bothers me a little bit, you know, he was with his parents and his parents didn't really speak English well, you know, and, and I always go back and look, you know, remember those days when my parents was just here and they had no idea what to do, where to go, you know, where they can smoke, where they can drink coffee, all that stuff. And, and you know, that makes them to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, when your parents feel uncomfortable here, you it's impact your game, impact your everything. And you want your parents to to feel comfortable here. So I really, really try to spend the time with them and explain them some, some stuff, you know, that's, that's how it is. First couple of years, you don't like it. <laughs> you think, you know, the food is not good. The people different, right? The, everything is, is opposite, right? But, uh, you know, after a couple of years, when you get used to you, you kind of start to enjoy the life more. So I, I really try to, try to explain them that 
just wait a little bit get used to you know the Kirill will get the house and you know you you're gonna enjoy the Minnesota and all that stuff um you and you and Tom Wilson were drafted two years apart you were drafted t- uh, in 2010 and he in 2012 uh, but you guys were rookies the same year in, in Washington 2013-14 you came over in March and Tom was there all year I felt like the two of you guys had instant chemistry. The, uh, I, I still remember, I think it was your third game in the league, you had three assists, didn't even play 10 minutes that night. You had three assists. Um, first guy to have three assists in his first three NHL games since Andre Kopitar. And the third one of those was a beauty. It was, Tom, you guys on a two-on-one, and you set him up. And He only had three goals that year, and that was the third one. Um, what was it like for you to see him have his first all-star experience and why do you think that you guys have had such good chemistry over all these years you know you're from opposite parts of the of the globe and not exactly the same age but it just seemed like something about you guys connected really early on and it it seems like it it's still that way i remember that game it was a uh, may biggs and him yep there was a couple games and i was like why are you guys dumping the puck and three and two why are you like do this that and this and and they really you know my language wasn't good at that time and and they don't know what type of player I am and but you know I'm just kind of like hey just just trying to play hockey you know but at the time that time I didn't understand that for fourth liners you know if you make one turnover your career could be over right that's how that's how it is in NHL right and, and you know but then I was just just give it to me I'll I'll give you back and and good for me it happened when we have opportunities to score and and you know i think the bigs were scoring two goals right that game and tom got one and and you know it's just one of those nights when when i feel like the i had that little chemistry between me and tom when you know he kind of know what to expect from me and i know what to expect from him and and you know i'm so happy for him that you know even through people like in social media, we were not very happy about that he was an all-star and all that stuff, right? But at the same time, you know, the people jealous. And when people jealous and people booing you, that means they love you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, hate is a, as much as the love is a similar thing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm so proud of him that, you know, basically our career in NHL is going at the same time. And, and, and you know, we will be able to win the cup together and all that stuff. And... I hope you know that uh, you know I can play many more with him and and you know enjoy our re- retirement together too. Of all the guys that you talked to over the weekend or spent time with, whether they were on the Metro team or one of the other divisions, anyone that you would really like to be teammates with at some point between now and the, and the end of your career, anybody yeah, that you really. Yeah. Connected yeah, I would love to have a Silevsky in our, my team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of teams would would like to have. Yeah, him. yeah, no, the, I can I think you can pick any player over there. It's it's amazing, uh, you know, how many great players there. But I was sitting in the locker room and kind of understand that. Kind of in my head was like, my first All Star. I was the youngest one, right? There was a younger and older players and all that stuff. But but then I look in the locker room. There was a. Giroux, Bergeron, and then Stamkas Hedman, right? And mm-hmm. and then I was the next age, right? So so uh, the good for me that my career is almost going to the end and, you know, I can really enjoy this time. Just have to make sure that you understand that there is always fresh blood comes behind and, and they are better than you. So you 
you have to you have to work even more harder than they. I guess it was eight years ago right now you were finishing up your last season in the KHL and getting ready to come over here. When you think about that that time and coming to Washington to play in the NHL for the first time in March of 2014, what do you think about how far you've come as, as a person, as a human, as a player, as a father? Um, what, do, what do you think about? But, you know, I would never probably come to NHL if – if that year I had three surgery, right? So if the things will probably will be same like year before over there, I'll probably stay another year, another year, and then mm. maybe. But that year was the tough year. I play only like six or seven games, you know. I was always hurt. I spent more time in Germany <laughs> at the clinic than I spent in the house. So, so that was a tough year. And then I, I'm glad that George McPhee called me, and, and you know he calls my agent and. He really said, like, we need you. And, and you know, there was a no-brainer for me because I can burn a year of my entry level and the entry level was only for two years. So I basically had to play only one year in the entry level. That was a no-brainer for me. And and I'm I'm glad that I decided to come here because the life has changed, you know. And, you know, I learned so many so many new stuff, so many new plays and, and, and it's just everything opposite here. Back home, you know, you you did one thing here. You have to do opposite, and and it's just like, you know, be a kid again, go back and and learn the same hockey, but it's a different hockey and different lifestyle. So it's pretty cool that I was be able to 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 combine both lifestyle and, and hockey and and have it, that experience in my life. What's the biggest difference between, say, the travel and the culture in the KHL versus what it is? here in in Washington and in the NHL I mean it's it's different I think I think people are here like they more serious right they like always you know like working 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 they never stops right they that's that's mentality here right you have to work Mm -hmm. you have to you know, always work hard and work harder. But back home, it's it's nice and smooth. You know, you relax. You nobody's uh, saying you have to work harder. They say you have to play better, right? You have to make plays, and and you know you have to create. You have to go one on one. But here they say opposite, right? To be safe, you gotta the glass is your friend, right? And and you know high flip all that stuff for me was like, man, if I do that back home, the coach will bench me, right? But here, it's that's how you create, right? It's it's a little different hockey and, and all that stuff. And for me, it's still sometimes hard when, when when you know we have to dump the puck or we have to do that. But but then I I I see what it gives you, right? That forecheck, all that stuff, and and what it gives you end of the game, right? But for me, it's it's kind of hard. Was for five six years to understand that you know sometimes you do have to give them puck and, and then go get it, you know. Well, I think you've kind of put your own mark on the on that dumping the puck. I, I I can remember seeing you, and I can remember remember you succeeding at this in the playoffs against the Rangers. From, you know, what would have been an icing, just throwing it hard into the Jason opposing Chimera, end. Jason yeah. Chimera, yeah. Yeah. Just he was my say. favorite teammate. Yeah, I, mean, you, 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 I mean, I never saw anybody do that until now. I still see you doing that occasionally. You just throw it really hard. They're kind of passing it off, you know, to yourself off the boards or to a guy like Shamara who's got a lot of wheels. Um, I mean, that's your creativity coming, and 
and you're applying it to the to the North American game, and we see other examples of that. Is that? I mean, where does that come from? Is that that's got to be in your in your head and and something that developed growing up as as you, as you played? But no, I feel like uh, here in neutral zone, most of the time, the DS stationary, right? And they trying to gap up to the blue line. So there is a whole, whole big of a space behind them. If you can wait and, and your partner knows that you're going to put it there, we have a pretty good chance to not just to beat there. I think we can we can get the almost a half a breakaway over there, right? Because they, everybody trying to gap up and, 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 you know, play tight, all that stuff. But if you have a, like a guys who can skate with you and, and you can use the board as your, you know, sixth player and, and you know, Lavi is another big fan of that. <laughs> Because, you know, it's a big gamble. So for me, when I'm doing this now, I have to make sure that it's going to work. Because, you know, there is a system, right, place, yeah. and, and we have to execute the system. And, and, you know, I know I can make a couple mistakes like that, but I don't want to be that guy who goes against the system, right? And I want to play the system, and I want to be successful inside the system. What was it like for you to play left wing for, the, I guess, probably that first year, that first partial season? And... I think in the into the second season too, when when uh, Barry Trotz uh, took over. Yeah, that was that was you know, didn't really remember that time because you know everything was new for me. Everything was quick, fast, and players was too big for me and, and a lot of space, you know. But you know, I'll tell you what, that couple games ago when I play wing right with a couple shifts and maybe a couple of periods, that's a, you know, that's so easy to play there. It feels like you know you don't. Don't have as much responsibility, but at the same time, you know, you kind of start learning that part, and, and it's still hard to play. But for me, as a centerman, you know, I can play a couple shifts, wing or left or right. But you know, I still believe that centerman it's the most important. But at the same time, it's most fun position to play in hockey. How much did it help you when you came over here that Alex Ovechkin was already on the team and Dmitry Orlov was on the team too, and you had a couple of guys who were from your country, who could help you at least on and off the ice, learn the language and, and those kind of things. And what was the hardest part for you about learning English? Actually, English was easy for me. I never learned in the school, so I I quit my school when I was third grade. So, you know, my mom said, you don't have to go there to play hockey. And unfortunately, you know, I didn't learn language, and and when I came here end of the year, and then for the summer I stay here, practice with the you know the Mark Nimish, and you know I learned the language just based on the go in the restaurant, watching TV, and talking to people, and and for me it was uh, such an easy language to learn, you know. But in terms of the Russian players, that that Ovi and Orly, it was a I was a big helper, you know, for me not on the ice but off the ice. That's what's most important, you know, when you. When you don't know what to do, you don't know the schedule, you don't know the rules, you don't know what the restaurants and all that stuff. That's, you know, that's most important. I wish every Russian player can have an experienced guy next to him in every team. What would it been like for you to watch Alex go from, I don't know, he's probably around three or 400 goals or something like that when yeah, you got here. Nobody. <laughs> and, and, and I would say it was nobody. He was never that. But, um, you know, to, to, to now, be, you know, having a, a realistic chance to be the guy who eventually, you know, maybe overtakes Wayne Gretzky and, one, you know, one of the major records uh, this, this sport has ever had. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... I'm trying to think about this sometimes, but the most of the time you, you don't realize who you play with, right? For us, he's just a teammate and friend. You know, we 
we see him every day, I share the same toilet with him, all that stuff. And and when people ask, for me, it's it's a hard question because, you know, I accept him as a teammate, as a friend, and we know about each other, you know, lots of stuff. We we talk about a lot of stuff. And, and for me, I see him as a friend first and, and then as a, as a Ovi, right? But, you know, I have a feeling that when I'm going to be retired, I'll understand who I play with and and who who was the Ovi, you know. And but for now, it's it's very hard to to realize that we pl- basically pl- playing with the with the best scorer all the time. When when you were drafted in 2010, you, you weren't in Los Angeles. Were I was there. You were there? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. No. Didn't uh, yeah, I was. I was there eating the pizza and burgers, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the three cameras come up. <laughs> what What was that experience like for you? And and what. At what age was the NA, did the NHL become something that you wanted to to at least have the opportunity to to say yes or no to? When I was 17, I made the KHL team. Yeah. And my salary was $700 a month, so less than $1,000. By that time, it was a lot of money. And we have some bonuses per every win, right? So I got a couple of bonuses. I got that you know, tons of money, like around $3,000 in my pocket. And, and, you know, I got back home. We bought the microwaves, dishwasher, all that stuff. And then I bought the laptop. But then we found out you need the internet, right, for laptop. Mm-hmm. So we, we got the internet. And there is a players that they told me, like, hey, just go on YouTube. I was like, what's the YouTube? It was like, just go on YouTube. I was like, what's the YouTube? They show me. And then that's where I realized that you can Google it, the you can type the name and they they show you videos you know all that stuff so that's basically when i found out about nhl like you know all that stuff and how people looks here the gear all that stuff so that was the first time when i really really got into the, that stuff and i was like man that's pretty good you know players in league and because for us all we only see best players when they play Olympic Games or World Championship right that's on the tv yeah. so they, they they don't show those games and and on the news they wasn't it was not even allowed to show any highlights. So all you do, you read the names right in the paper, but you don't see really. You don't. Yeah. You don't know what what it looks like. What uh, whose videos did you most enjoy watching at that point when that world opened up for you? There was a problem most like uh, Alex Kovalev, and uh, Alex Kovalev was one of the first. You know, he was uh, always the one of those players that you know. Not really fast, right? But always smooth, right? And and and, and then there was a Datsuk, you know, like Malkin Kovalchak, like Ovi, and, and and there was a, and then end of the you know night when it was like five o'clock in the morning. I'm still in the YouTube, <laughs> but I gotta get up, you know. And and I was like mass, right? And then I started Google some other players. That that time it was a Le Cavalier, right? Saint Louis. And there was a Bredor, right? Like some of those, like then Sergey Fyodorov. There was a it was a mass, man. If you look at searching, it was, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Like, were you aware of Fedorov and like what he had to go through to get to the NHL? No, yeah. not not in that time. No, no, I had no idea. It's it was secretly, you know. And then I started like going the internet, learn some websites, mm-hmm. and start learning about people. And and then some some players start sharing the stories. And you know, when I was eighteen, nineteen, I I really was aware, like. What's the life looks here? That that draft you were um, uh, 
Tarasenkov, Burmistrov, and you, I think all, you know, in that first round there. How close were you to those guys then, and, and how close are you to them now? Those guys is uh, born 1991, and I'm 1992. Yeah, they usually was always together, like Orly, Burmi, and, and Vladimir. Mm. They, they always kind of there, and I was more like with my guys, you know, like my age. So back home, it's usually like that. But I remember when we play a couple world championship together, and that was a... It was a privilege to play with those guys. Now I realize that because, you know, those players was, you know, always want to be best. They always want to win. They always want to compete in the practice. If you score against them in the practice, they will be hard on you. They want to get back. And, and that's what's missing, you know. This is the, the that joy, that, that competition during the practice, what makes you better. And, you know, I was, I was able to play against them and compete in the highest level at that time. When you were 17 and playing in the NHL, Andre Nazarov was your coach. He was a first-round draft pick, played in the NHL for several seasons. Did did he have any impact on you or any any uh, advice to you as a, as a kid who would a few years later yeah, play in the yeah, NHL? Yeah, for sure. He was the one of those coaches that, you know, 99% guys will never forget. <laughs> mm. He's a special, special person. And... Um, you know, he can be hard on you, he can be soft on you, but, you know, he knows the way how to be in the team always. He was, like, always saying those little details, you have to do it, and then if you do, you, you'll be in the team. And and he make a big impact on me. You had a, a guy on a, a couple of your teams who was a former capital who was a, was a pretty good, had a pretty good uh, Stanley Cup final for Washington back in 1998, Andre What What about him? Yeah, he was my roommate and teammate, and we play in the same line. You know, there was a uh, him and a Gusmanov, uh, Ravil, his name. Mm-hmm. I think that time, Ravil, his daughter, is my age, and Andre's son is a couple of years yeah. younger than me. And, you know, I was with them in the line, and, and I call him by the nicknames, right? And then one time I hear from the bench, coach screaming at me. I was like, hey, what's going on? I come back. That, How did you call them? I was like, you know, the, by the nicknames. He's like, no, you got to call him Uncle Andre and Uncle Ravil, you know? <laughs> so since that, for a couple of weeks, I would start calling them like that. But they get so pissed. It was like, man, you, shut up. You know, you can't say that. Like, we're not that old. I was like, man, coach told me to do I got to say it. <laughs> and then, but then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I understood that was a joke. But... You know, they Andre make a big impact. We're still friends. We're still tight, and and we still message each other. You know, even he works for Chicago, right? But uh, you know, he's a he's a special person too. You played in uh, three World Championships, three World Junior Championships, which a lot of guys don't get the opportunity to do. I don't know. The first year you were there, you guys finished sixth, and then you won gold the second year, and you led all the, the uh, every player in, in the tournament in scoring your third year. What are your best memories about winning in, in Buffalo 11 years ago last month? Uh, i never forget that uh, after second period, was down 3-0, yeah. right? And, and that was uh, the bad locker room, I can see. You, you can sit, and, and usually, like, you know, we've been sitting – what else you can say, right? But they 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 outplay, right? And I was like sitting and kind of thinking, oh, if we could win like that apartment, they can give me apartment back home, right? They can give us bonuses. Yeah, it all flies away. And then 
I was walking one of the first from the locker room and I see those hats, right? Winning champions hats and the champagne goes through our locker room to their locker room, you know? So that was right in front of us. And, and I was like, okay. Then we score one goal, two, second, third, right? And, and we won that game. And celebration, all that part. And I remember they trying to bring the same champagne back to, from their locker room to our locker room. And we had the massage therapist. He was like, you know, 15 Olympic games. He's like pretty old, but he's legendary, you know. And when he stopped those people, he said, we don't need the champagne. He was like, man, you kidding me? Like, what do you mean? He's like, wait a second. So he opened the bag, like, a, you know, like a hockey bag that he brought from Russia. He opened and there is a Russian champagne over there inside. <laughs> so, you know, I've been carrying that for like, 50 years always my job is the champagne you know and and he gives that champagne to us that was the best memory it's really great who helped you the most uh, to get from the khl to the nhl who, who had the biggest impact on you in those four or five years that you played in that league whether it was a coach or a teammate or yeah no or someone away from yeah, the game yeah no no it's no brainer probably barry trots right that first year when when he was uh he was really hard on me, right? And and at that time I was a roommate with Burkin, but we compete for the same spot, right? So it was uh it was a tough. Sometimes I don't play but he plays and, and we roommates, right? But we talk, right? Yeah. He's, and it was tough. It was hard, so I packed my bags for like three times already, telling my wife, Hey, we're leaving next week, that's it. Well, I'm gonna quit and we go home. You know, then he gave me one game, I play five, four minutes, you know, like didn't really understand what he'd been asking from me, you know. I was like, it was really hard. And I remember the one that was end of the, probably November, maybe November. Yeah, I was okay. We go, we have a road trip, uh, Carolina, uh, Carolina, Jersey, Chicago. I think something like that. So in in morning skate in Carolina, I was in a in a second line. I think with Jojo in Brower. And then we come, you know, I was excited and Burki excited for me because, you know, he's yeah. he's a nice kid. And, and I was I was really tight with him. And I go to the game. I was a power play meeting. And Ovi told me, what are you doing here? He's like, you kidding me? I'm, I'm playing today, you know? Like He's like, no, you're not. I was like, what do you mean? That's a bad joke, you know? So I went back, checked the roster. I wasn't in the lineup. So on the meeting, I was like, hey, coach, what happened? He's like, you're not playing today, go take a warm-up and, and work out. I was like, I don't do shit. So I took a warm-up, I didn't do workout, anything. So I went straight upstairs and that was, uh, I think Alex Soman's father was there and his friend. So we've been sitting together, you know, it was like frustration, you know, it was, it was hard. And then after the game, I got a couple beers, you know, it was all good. But that was a back-to-back -back game. And then Barry walked on the plane and he said... Uh, I can see you having a fun, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going home anyway, like, you know, what else, he's like, no, you're playing tomorrow, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll score GW, I don't know if he's heard that or not, but he woke away pretty pissed, so next day I woke up, or guys told me, I was like, man, I'm in trouble, like, what, you know, what a dirty mouth, you know, it was a 1-1 one -one score power play, the first unit didn't go well, they put us, and, and, you know, I was in the corner with the pack, didn't know what to do, you know, I didn't have a confidence. And and I was turning kind of, and I see, like, the top corner is open, so I should score 2-1. We won that game 2-1, I got GW. So, you know, had a good game, we go to Chicago. 
and uh, and then game in Chicago, I was like, you know, pretty pumped again, can play and come before the game. I wasn't in the lineup again. I remember that. So Betty took me to the to the bench, and he's like, let's sit here. So we sit down, talk about good stuff, and he's like, I want you to go upstairs to sit there for last time in your career and enjoy the game. So after that time, you know, I watched that game, Burki scored the goal. I was like, ah, man, I'm not going to play again. <laughs> so it's all, you know. And then we go to Columbus. We're down 3-1. Second period, he put me in the second line again. We make the tight. We win in the overtime. And then uh, after the game, we stay over there. We was going for the dinner or something. He was in the lobby, and he's like, hey, come. So he shake my hand. Didn't say anything, and and after that, even if I make five mistakes during the game, he never say anything to me for rest of the you know he been coach. So I don't know if that was the you know his thing to to put me in that position for a couple of months and and see what I've really made for and 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 you know what I'm gonna do, how I'm gonna react or not. You know I'll, I'll probably ask him. You know, yeah. But at the same time, that's the most important probably moment in my career. He was always very complimentary to you when he talked to us. He was in awe of your your speed and your ability to to go past guys without even moving your legs. Yeah, like you had a jetpack on yeah. your back. Um, you you seem to have a really incredible memory of things that happened years ago. Do you? I mean, you played five hundred and some games in the league. Do you feel like you have a a good picture in your head of of a lot of those games and yeah, every game and things? Every game, you can ask me any. Any I mean, game, I, I, and, and and you know, and I, I do keep a lot of stuff in my head, inside of my head, and and people think that you know I don't worry, I don't maybe care about some stuff, right? But I do because I never show that. Right? I always smile, always you know. But I do remember, usually it's the mistakes I made during the game because that's how I you know build probably when things is good and you score a couple goals. You have to forget this quick. You you cannot be there because you may fly too high and and be somewhere over there. But you, when you do something bad, you gotta make sure you you remember this pain. You you remember this feeling and and you do anything and, and everything that don't feel, do not feel that again. So kind of you know I've been kind of teach that like that when I was a kid and and that's how it is. When you um your your experience with Barry when you see what Connor McMichael's going through this year you know trying to find his way in his first full season in the NHL and getting scratched some games and only playing 5 6 minutes a night some does that take you back do you do you ever think about so do you say anything to Connor about your experience and you know try to tell him look where I am you you can you can get here too or anything I'm, like I'm that I'm not that type of person who who go and talk to him like that because you know I kind of see you know it's a tough position right but I tell you one thing that the, the game one in the playoff that's his opportunity right that's what Barry told me like he's like I don't really care how you play in the regular season for me if you perform in the playoff if you play good there you'll be always the good player and that was a playoff, you know, I scored a couple of big goals in, in every playoff, right, years. And, and yeah. that's why he's like, that's how I respect you. That's that's how you can get my trust if you can play in the playoff games. If you're going to be superstar in the regular season, that's good for your own pocket, right? But he always been saying, like, for me as a coach, to believe in you and trust you and give you those opportunities and, and, and you know, close the eyes on those turnovers and crazy passes you sometimes are not going well. That's how you're going to perform for me in the playoff. 
So I really believe in Mikey. You know, he he's got speed, he's got everything, and and for him, you know, he just have to do whatever it takes right now. But for him, that th that game number one in the playoff, that's that's how he can get probably coach trust and all that stuff because regular season, it's 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 a different story. Playoff, it's 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 much different animal. Your your last full season in the KHL before you came over here. You played in the final against Dinamo. Um, how would you compare that, the final in the KHL versus the Stanley Cup final, um, in the NHL? No, it's <laughs> it's different. It was different, and 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 that time I remember Dynamo was playing very simple hockey, but we are opposite. So our job is was like you know having the five six shots on net. But make sure it's four goals, right? So it's empty and there is it's it's that type of style. So we didn't shoot a lot of packs. So it was like kinda final of the you know, whoever win that that way the league will follow, right? And Dynamo beat us and beat us badly, right? And and you know, that's how the league was start playing more. So if we was winning that, that, that cup and, and maybe more team will will look more for the skill plays, right? But unfortunately we didn't and, and you know, they will be able to want that. Well, you talked about performing in the playoffs, uh, and you certainly did that in 2018. When you think of that spring four years ago, what stands out to you? What what things do you remember the most, both on and off the ice, about that, that two-month march to <laughs> putting that cup over your head? Oh, that was uh, every every third game we was thinking, oh, vacation, that's it. You know, <laughs> then we got back, right? We go, oh, maybe, maybe we stick around a little more, right? And and for me, it was such a such a relaxed atmosphere. There was nobody like pushing you, nobody like complaining, nobody was overthinking about game, nobody overgives you information. This, this, that. There was like felt like you know, it's like a guys just go play, you know, just just enjoy it. Nobody was pushing us and and. We felt that confident, you know, we, we felt that, you know, we can play hockey. And we can see how, like, even we go down one nothing, 2 nothing in series, and we can see the game three, they was nervous more than we are. For us, we should be against the wall, right? But the way we come, we were still making the plays. We still respect the partner, right, with the pass, with all that stuff. That was the unforgettable memories and emotions that, you know, that... No matter how games go, who we play, what's the score in the series, all that stuff, it, it was it was absolutely blind. We just took every game individually and, and we enjoyed the every game. And, and, you know, when when team can catch that spirit, that team is undefeated. You know, it's it's very hard to beat that team because, you know, for us it was doesn't matter. Like, we're going to win or lose. We don't really care. We're going to enjoy it there. We're going to go there. Not just, you know, like play hockey and be nervous, you know, everything on the line. No, we just, whatever happened, it's happened. We just have to make sure we enjoy that process. And, and that was the most important for me. Well, we appreciate your time here. I just want to ask you one more thing before we let you go. If you win that, win the Stanley Cup again, how will your cup day change? What oh, I'll, I'll retire right away from the hockey for the years for sure. <laughs> you, can, you can trust that. No kidding? <laughs> Seriously? No, 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 no. I'll probably take it back home again, and you know, maybe we'll do less those pictures with the fans and 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 kids and everyone. I'll probably spend more time with the family, and we'll make a less less people in the, at the, those events, you know, and all that stuff. And 
and you know that was a hard hard 24 hours when you know you have to do pictures you have to go there then you know you some point the people calling you that you have to be there you know yeah. there is some people like that but home right and and i remember when i got back and around 8 p.m i was like i was just hey you do whatever you want with that cup i'm just gonna sit here and and, and be quiet so i was quiet for a little bit and and, and that was that was unforgettable memory and that was that was nice and you know when you go through that you you wanna you wanna do it again and and the, not just for that ring or that you know that in wikipedia they can put you to stand the cup champion no you just want to do for that emotions right the yeah. memories that's the thing you cannot buy right and, and time and, and and memories right and and this is this is was something that's very important for me well i hope you and and all your teammates get the opportunity to do it again and change up whatever you would you would like to do i i think almost every guy i've i've talked to wants to do it again for kind of that reason like like yeah. that you just articulated quite well Thanks, Kuzi. Thanks yeah, for your no time. Problem. Always great talking to you. This has been Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. If you like the show, please leave a review.